0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo and as always I'm joined by two absolute ballers, my good friends Toto in London and Arman back home in Zurich. How are we doing boys? Yeah, good. What about you? I'm good, thank you. Arman, what was your highlight of the European games this week?
1: I think my highlight was in general just the Italian teams. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Fiorentina in the Conference League. We have Roma in the Europa League, and uh, the Milan derby in the Champions League. So it's pretty significant. And everybody's well, talking around. about the Juventus uh, as well. Sorry, in the Europa League. Yes. And everybody's talking about like the the Premier League and the dominance, and we need to worry about that. But it seems like it's not that much of a gap.
0: This might be true. Toto, what was the best goal you saw this week?
2: Uh, I'm going. There, there, there was a, a lot of good goals, I would say, but I'm going to go with the, the Dibala goal
0: at the 88th minutes. Oh. Armand's Am, pouring water. Sorry, um, yeah, sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry. I wanted to do it really smoothly, but it didn't work. No,
0: we, you've got a new headset, we can hear everything now. But yeah, go, go ahead, Toto. Dibala scored the last one So, on preference, on professional
2: Last minute goal with a, magnif- a magnificent touch and a great finish as well, we, we, which meant uh, made um, Roma do the comeback and go to the extra time. So, yeah, I'm going to highlight that goal. But the Declan Rice goal as well was magnificent with the solo run, which had like a bit uh, of a vibe of the Messi I thing one. But yeah, the, the, the defender didn't uh, go on the ground. So. I was a bit disappointed for that, but yeah, still a nice goal from Devin Rice.
0: So yeah, for sure. All right, boys, let's get let's get into it. Then all the European football action to come up, and we'll we'll preview the Prem as well. Um, obviously tonight we've got Arsenal, but let's get into it. Let's start at Chelsea. Uh, whose season is now properly over, uh, unless they keep on losing, in which case they'll be in a relegation fight soon, of course. Yeah. Um, they lost they lost two nil again to Real Madrid. Do we? praise them for their performance? Because they were in that game for a, quite a long time until Rodrigo uh, got away. Do we praise them for that, or is it just all bad from a Chelsea point of view? I,
2: I think it's tough, but I had the impression when I saw the, the lineup up from uh, Lampard, I had the impression that they, they, they won the first game and they just wanted to, to keep the result, which is not obviously not the case. So I was a bit disappointed, but yeah they, 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 they managed to keep those the score until the sixty minutes before the, the goal from Rodrigo. So I, I don't really know what to think about that but yeah, still a loss and now they've got nothing to, to play, so
1: I think it was a very uh, good performance in the first half from Chelsea. Yeah. I think we have to give them credit when they when they do something good as well, not just always <laughs> banter them. But they they just like a finisher. I think uh Kukorea had a good chance. They're just like a finisher in Hovarts and and Felix. Sure, they're good players on their day, but they're not the striker you need. And I think especially Chelsea Football Club is a club who needs that number nine physical Mm -hmm. up top. It suits them, yeah.
0: But you would argue also that it's been a very difficult um, place for number nines to go. I mean, obviously Torres is is well-documented. Shevchenko went there, didn't Mm -hmm. really do well. Marata Mm -hmm. in recent years, Lukaku in recent years... The, the list goes on of, of players that, you know, and now it's Obama yang who isn't even in the squad for the Champions League. Yeah, so true. it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a, a theme that's been around for a long time at Chelsea. Do, I don't know where where do you where do you where do you see Chelsea in the next like sort of I don't know ten months let's say until the winter the next winter break, Armin. What do you what do you see them doing? Obviously they need a new manager, more transfers are probably likely. What do you? How afraid are you of of them coming back?
1: Um, in the short term, not really afraid, but they just need to clear out the deadwood because you cannot have thirty players in a squad. It's it's a madness. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. They just when they appoint the new manager, the manager
0: has go again on that. Sorry. I think we lost you. Yeah, we we lost Armin there. Oh. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll redirect the the question uh, towards you to Am I t- back? Yeah, you're here. Oh, hey, hey yeah. he comes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Apologies for that. Go again yes. on 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 what you were saying.
1: Yeah. When they appoint a new manager and uh, the manager needs to have a clear idea how how does he want to play? Yeah. And he needs to get rid of the deadwood and um yeah, just find a style of play which suits the players that he has and then get rid of the players that he doesn't need. And that's why I think that's when they could be dangerous if they get in a good manager with confidence, with experience. And, um, yeah, I think that's that's who, the recipe for Chelsea.
0: Who do you see as, as Deadwood at Chelsea? I mean, obviously... In, in winter they nearly released Hakim Ziyech to, to PSG but there's other names mm-hmm. perhaps on that list where you could see people moving away Broya Obama Yang um, well Mendy as well Mondi the goalkeeper exactly then mm. I don't know surely defenders have to Aspilicueta is coming to the end of his of his career at 34 this mm. year mm. um, Chaloba is in and out the team a lot Correa has only just joined but hasn't really done well and mm-hmm. Ch-
2: There were so many players. There's so
0: many players. I mean, the list mm-hmm. is is enormous. Um, do, who who do you see them letting go of, and and who do you consider dead wood that needs to be shipped? Is it a um, question for me? I mean, either one of you, but yeah, oh, maybe yeah. maybe you. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead.
2: But, go ahead, Otto, yeah. but I, I think it's as Armand say. It depends on the manager. I think if they they have like I don't know who they they want to have but if they have an, a new manager, I think it's the decision of the manager like yeah. I want to play with those players, I want to keep those players and like maybe Zakaya I don't need him anymore. Uh, maybe Fofana I I don't think it's going to be the case, but it was just an example. Maybe Fofana I don't need him need him anymore because of the, the the way I want to play. And I think there there is not a clear answer to that. But obviously they need to, to as I said, saying to, to sell players and it will come to the decision of the manager. So I, I think it really depends on the, the type of way he wants to play. And, yeah. I so. think it's really
1: clear because you see City now, they have a clear lineup and they play yeah. always the same players. And now it's working again. And yeah. at the start of the year it wasn't working. And now it's working again. At Arsenal as well, they have mm-hmm. the same lineup for the whole year. Yeah. It's just, it's for me, it's so simple that that... Obviously works and has its benefits because all these little things that you that you memorize during your, uh, when you play with each other for such a long period, you're just yeah. like you're you're one unit. It was the same with Liverpool
2: when they went to to a hundred points uh, just yeah. behind City. Yeah, it was the same team every every mm-hmm. week. It was the same team. So.
0: Yeah. Is it is it then as simple as just getting in a manager who has maybe that authority to kind of just yeah. go this is my identity these are the I don't know 15 16 maybe players that I trust is it mm-hmm. are they only a manager I mean you said earlier there armand that you don't like in in the midterm you don't see them as a threat but maybe long term if they get that manager yes. in. is it that simple is the team the players that they have maybe add a striker to that list are they that close to be challenging again.
2: Yes, I think so. If you if you look at the the, the player that they have, there is so much quality in that team. I think it, yeah, they just need a good manager and a good uh, number nine, I think, as well. But apart from that, I don't think there was a lot of chance. Like there was no need to have new new players coming in. Just a number nine, a good manager, and then I think it would be dangerous again.
0: Can they can they challenge for the title? Maybe in a couple of years, Armin if they get that right
1: um really difficult to say i think sometimes it's it's never as bad as you think yeah. it's never as bad as you think yeah. because who imagined arsenal challenging two years ago yeah, sure. Sure. no one like literally no one so sometimes you just need that one two player who can come in and lift the team like bruno fernandez when he came to to man united first it, it was a mm-hmm. whole different team So, I mean, for sure sure they they will be up there again, I don't have any doubt about that, but it's just, they need to get lots of things right if they want to do it sooner than later.
0: I I personally don't think they can challenge within the next couple of years. I think... Yeah, I think the setup with the leadership, with the with the management in charge. I mean, like Arman just said, you know, it can go much much quicker than you think. But Mm -hmm. but for me, if you want to, if you're looking for sustained success, it takes it takes time. You know, even Arteta's now in his third season, and you could even though maybe the results with two eighth spots in the league didn't really reflect it, but you could see. The vibe around the club changed. You could see the confidence growing in the fans and and yeah. all of that. You know, you could see <laughs> that there was something just coming together, shall we say? You know, yeah. And I, that's
1: and, funny you say that because lots of rival fans, I think, didn't pick up on that.
0: Yeah, and I think with United, it's the same this year. You know, where where I mean, last night we'll touch on it. You you saw that they're still short sure, the seven nil against Liverpool. A lot of uncomfortable, very high defeats are kind of proof that there's still a way to go but the vibe around the club yeah is changing ever so slightly you know i mean klopp was was the same even though they weren't great in this first couple of seasons you could just see something was developing and at chelsea mm-hmm. i feel like they've hit rock bottom now and um i think they're at least a couple of a couple of years off of even challenging um I think they'll struggle top four next season. Uh, it might be a help to them that they're not in Europe. They're currently sat 11th with a difficult running. I'm not sure they can even get... Yeah,
2: I, I, think they, I think they can even go like further down. Yeah. The, the, there was so many... They need to play at Western, uh, Newcastle, Arsenal, yeah. City, Brentford. I think there was... It's not going to be an easy... They don't have an easy game. Maybe Nottingham Forest or Bournemouth, but even against Bournemouth, I'm not sure they, they are going to win it, so...
0: Yeah, and I think they need another, almost another yeah. revamp, you know, of of the players they've signed are all very unproven in the Prem, Mason Mount has contract issues, it might be that they rely on, on players like Mudrik and um, Madueke next season, yeah. who mm-hmm. just aren't proven in the Prem, and they have a lot to 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 learn even, just to challenge for top four, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a bit more sceptical than, than the two of you. I don't think they'll be, no, I, they'll be very dangerous. I, I, I'm,
1: I don't believe in it too, but I'm just saying it can go fast. Yeah, you know? it,
0: football, I think what you said as well, it's it's never as bad as no. it, as it <laughs> seems, which of but course just, is as wise as it is I'm
1: scrolling through the Chelsea squad now, and I'm just... They're all... Good players, but none of them really stand out in a way.
0: That's what I mean, yeah.
1: It's like who you get, you don't really know who to get rid of. I mean, for sure, you need to get rid of like a Polisic or like a Loftus Cheek or something like that, but it's like the level is almost the same. Every one of those
0: players. Yes, and if you look at Chelsea squads in the past, they've always had you know, sort of the standout players, whether it was the Hazards, the Lampards, the Drogbas, Fabregas. The, the Fabregas as well in their last title-winning season, mm-hmm. matter in that Champions League run, they always had those standout players that you were like, okay, these guys are head and shoulders above. And yeah. at the moment, you just, I don't even see who that could be because I don't trust Sterling. You know, he's he's in, he's in, in a good age at the moment with, with 29, but I don't see him, you know, kind of, Grabbing the the squad by the scruff of his neck, sort of, you, you, know, you know, and dragging the, them to something like Hazard did.
2: Yeah, but the problem for me is that the, the the one player I see like above the other is Thiago Silva, and the fact that is what's forty eight now. Yeah. So I think he's got like maybe one or two years left. Yeah. Then we won't see him again. I think it's very dangerous for them because at the moment at the in the defense, if you get rid of Thiago Silva. It's going to be very, very, very,
1: very tough for
0: them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hold I think on. I think their their transfer strategy has led them to to be very lopsided. And, and as you said, once you scroll through that team, it's so lopsided. You know, it's so all mm. over the place. There's so many players. You could say, okay, we could build the squad around these players. You know, like a Loftus Cheek, like a Mateo Kovacic, and then. But you also, at the same time, have Zakaria, you have Gallagher, you have Cante, you're like, well, then why would I start? Enzo Those, and not an Enzo yeah of course so like there's i don't know there, there just seems to be a lot of players on the same level N- no one really stands out no one really to build a spine of that team the spine the would be spine is coming to the ends of their careers i e Kanté Sterling as you just mm-hmm. mentioned Thiago Silva uh i i sense trouble for Chelsea for the next 18 months or so at the very least okay let's I will see let's talk about the players and the team that went through i want to highlight rodrigo especially cuz he's um w- w- the the meme where benzema spoke to mondi in the real madrid dressing room and, and but they talk about uh they talked about vinicius this is a couple of years ago they they spoke about mm-hmm. him and, and benzema Translated, said to to Mondi uh, that Vinicius is basically playing against us, yeah. which went viral at the time and it got it caused outrage for the right reasons and and the irony of that is that Vinicius has now turned it around to be not only Benzema's greatest ally on the pitch but also one of Real Madrid's best players. And yeah. a similar sort of thing is, is starting to happen with, with Rodrigo now because it was always Benzema and Vini and kind of combining over that left. But now you have Rodrigo coming in on the right side and he looks so sharp, so lethal.
1: Mm-hmm. What
0: what do, what do we make of, of, of him, armand
1: Yeah, I always liked his profile. I think I always liked his technical players who can take players on and lift people from their seat in their living room when they're watching a game, you know he's just very exciting to watch and um i think he has a very high ceiling you know he's playing at a, he's playing at a very big club and he's starting regularly in the la liga as well i'm not sure he is yeah yeah, yeah. so for i see you. very bright future for him and yeah i love i love his ability his pace i mean how he how he got past... Who was it who missed the tech? Chalabar, yeah. Yeah, I mean... He just made him look very silly. Electric. Yeah, they got... They got a very... Very threatening... Um, attacking line.
2: Yeah. And the fact that... He scored a lot of goals in very important games. It was the yeah. same against... Was C- it C- City last C- year? Yeah, that, he that was, was crazy. Yeah. He's there when they need him. He's there. So I think mm. they can count on him.
0: This is, yeah. for me, one of the biggest like arguments for how how good a player is you know can he deliver can they mm-hmm. deliver uh, on the biggest stage can they deliver yeah. when it really matters can they show up when the going gets tough you know and and as you just mentioned i think that that's what really scares me about him you know that's when you know a player is the real deal um yeah. having watched united last night it's a very f- wild f- wild and and far fetched comparison but you know, United have had Anthony Martial in their team for eight years now, and he's just never yeah. delivered on when it really mattered. And yeah, to see a, a kid come in like Rodrigo and and do it in the biggest stage against the biggest teams, it it, it bodes well for Real Madrid and, and their future on the wings because Rodrigo also, you know, his his idol is Ronaldo. He's going to want to stay at Real Madrid. He's learned loads mm-hmm. from Vinny. He, he's they're they're probably you know kind of a. a a strike force to be reckoned with for the next few years at Real Madrid. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll speak about uh, Manchester City in a bit. Do we see Real Madrid having enough to get past them?
2: <sighs> I think it's tough, uh, but the problem is that we we can't say no with Madrid. There is always a chance, even even when there is one percent chance, they still can make it. So I'm not going to talk about this one. I don't want to say anything bad. But I still see City going through. Oman do
0: you echo yes, this? Yes, I
1: think it's City's year, to be honest. Uh, I,
2: uh, yeah, but uh, we were saying the same last year, and then city, then the the magic were better. Yeah, it's true.
1: <laughs> we do. We we say every year this is City's year. But yeah, uh, no, I think it's I think it's gonna be. Um, a very nice game. where is where's the where's, uh, bad bad preparation again where is the return game
0: the first game is in Madrid the second game is in Manchester Ooh,
1: yeah, they can go to City's uh, and... yeah I, I, I'll, I'll still go for City just because they're they look very stable at the back at yeah. the moment as well and that's what's been letting them down over the years and the fact that they're very settled now they've got a lot of experience and even and they got Holland up top now, which yeah. even when you when you have these peers against Real Madrid and Real Madrid are really on you, Holland is going to be very important for those counter attacks. And you just saw when I think it was the goal against Bayern when they just. Bayern was, was pressuring them, then Coman uh, didn't, uh, didn't convert the finish, and then they countered and Holland scored. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's so going to be. Good. A huge weapon when when it's it's those type of faces in the game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so Do you know, I still edge City a bit.
0: Do you know what I, I think I think you're for for a different reason. I think you're completely right there. I think if City can get can keep Haaland fit for both legs, if they can keep him on the pitch for 180 minutes, they'll yeah. go through. It will depend all on because i think the game that each other's game plans match quite well because city will want all the ball they want to play in real madrid's mm-hmm. half they want to keep probing and pressing and find spaces in behind their defense mm-hmm. and real madrid will want to hit them on the counter and i think yeah. that will match up quite well that the game there's going to be a game plan that kind of will work in each other's favor shall we say and
1: yeah. then it will
0: depend entirely because real madrid are going to be lethal on the counter and they will be they mm-hmm. will be dangerous and i don't think they'll City will keep two clean sheets, so Real Madrid will score. Really? So for 100%. Real Madrid oh, will definitely score. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, OK, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they
2: will have at least one clean
0: sheet. I'm not so sure. With Again, really? we'll see. But for me, the question becomes, can City find that space in behind Real's defence? Can they give Haaland enough chances to win the games? Mm. Luna, like Bayern, that was the difference. You know, Haaland scored... Yeah. what he, he assisted one, scored two out of four goals. And if mm-hmm. they can... If they can manage that again, if they can get him in the ball in the final third, then City will go through. Because that's the difference they from last year.
2: You know, like the the, the second ball, we talk about it a lot. But when it comes to when you're inside the the 16 metres, I think he's going to be there like a long shot and then the ball goes in the middle of the the 16 metres and Haaland will be there and I think he's going to score those goals. Which I think... It's something that City didn't have for the past few years, but now yeah. with a player like Haaland, I think it's going to be lethal. And yeah,
0: that's exactly what I mean. If they can yeah. get him, if they can keep him on the pitch for 180 yeah. minutes, he's going to get the chances to yeah. score, yeah, and he's going to take the chances to score as well. And that's what could make the difference in this time, and even
2: you know. What? The the thing that the, I think the, the way Guardiola is managing Haaland, like uh, it was this weekend when after 45 minutes he puts him on the bench harland is starving for goal he wants to score yeah. and i think the way he's managing him to say mm-hmm. okay now you score one goal but after 45 minutes i will put you on the bench man this is something that you can't do with Haaland because the next game is going to to say, oh now i want to score three four five goals even though if i have 45 minutes i want to score creek and score a lot of gold and i think it's a good way of managing him so it's very scary for every team that City are going to play against.
0: Yeah, they're just making sure that he stays hungry enough for, yeah. for the next game.
2: Yeah.
0: Speaking of next games, the next game for the two Milan teams in the Champions League is going to be a nice little throwback to oh, 2003, was it, when they met at the same stage? No, 2007, no, wasn't it? I think it was ah. I might be wrong. It Really? In the noughties at some point the the two powerhouses of Italian football met and battled it out. And now again both Milan and Internazionale, as Jamie Carragher said in midweek, are through <laughs> are through and, and gonna play each other in the semis. I don't wanna go too deep into this because we're gonna have our friend Hashi, the AC Milan fan, on next week and we'll Ooh. we'll go yeah. We'll go into it a bit more in a bit more detail um but i just want a, a quick word on on leao he obviously kind of was the deciding factor in that in that 1-0 mm. goal at the diego maradona stadium is mm. i mean he's he's obviously an absolute powerhouse do we see him in the prem anytime soon
1: i hope so it's difficult to but say for,
0: yeah but for who
1: yeah man for every team i think everyone would take it yeah take but, him. okay but yeah, I don't
2: like, see him
1: play for Man City. or. No, Man City is not. I, I don't think it's his type of team because they're very structured yeah. and they don't really allow these players to to have their freedom. But maybe... I think Fabi would take Man United, no?
0: I probably would. Anyone to replace Sancho yeah, in his current situation,
1: yeah, I would take. Yeah, but, then but there's not any rumours, I think, Rashford? at the moment.
0: Yeah, li- listen, I, uh, m- maybe the other question is then How high is his ceiling? Very high. Can he go to the very top? Can he become an absolute world-class player?
2: I don't think so, but he's the type of player, like when we saw in the game, one counter-attack is true and he has the ability to, to do a lot of damage. But I don't see him being... Uh, consistent enough to play for a Madrid team or a, champ- or a team that wants to play the, the to win the Champions League every year. So yeah, but he's a very good player, though. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not saying that he's not good enough, but I don't see him play for a team like Madrid who wants to win the Champions League every year. So, yeah. That's my point of view.
0: Fair enough. In the other uh, quarterfinal, Inter came through to their first since I think they won the tournament in 2010. I might be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it's the last yeah. time they went into the semi mean- in 2010. Can they, On paper, they're the weakest squad. They've been in terrible form in the league. They've probably had the easiest passage through to the semi-final out of the remaining teams. Benfica put up a fight. They they did well to even at 3-1 down kind of fight back into it and mm-hmm. I think they earned to 3-3 in, in the San Siro if the r- r- the first leg had gone differently it might have been a closer game. Uh, how, what do we what do we think of Inter? We haven't really spoken about them I'm sure again with Hashi we'll speak more about them. Can can they mm-hmm. win it? Are they uh, to be are honest, they just there to make up the numbers?
2: But the, 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 for me they can't win the Champions League but for the Milan game uh, for me it's like 50-50. I don't see like a, a, a team better than the others just going to be 50-50. They both play for the badge. They're both I would say on the same level so it's going to be a very, very good game and I don't see like a team better than the other. So, we'll see.
0: What What do you think of this, Armin? Have they got a shot or no? Uh,
1: no. For me, no. I, I think Milan will go through. I think they've just, yeah, with with Leao and Shiro up top, they just have that edge. I think you, this couple... This uh, percentage you need in this type of game, I think, with Donali in the middle, and uh, benasser Benasser they they look really good to me in this in these type of knockout games where they just they're very organized, they're very good on the counter, and Diaz as well. Um, I would still notch Milan. I think maybe because I watch them a bit more now in the in the quarterfinals, uh, but. I still would edge Milan, but are, I hope I hope it's going to be a good game because normally yeah. these huge games or these huge derbies are they're both a bit defensive and a bit pragmatic, a bit scared. I hope they're gonna they're gonna go at each other. It's going to be amazing.
0: If if my football knowledge is worth anything, I'm pretty sure it's going to be exactly that. It's sort yeah. of a pragmatic, timid affair with Probably, with very yeah. few goals. Probably um, an early goal would th- help. An early goal would be great. Oh. Uh, yeah, but, but, but I would still left to go to the to San Siro to see the game. Oh, 100. just the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to pay like five hundred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
0: might be the last time at the San Siro as well because they're yeah, that's to such a pity take down the stadium. Which, yeah. to be fair, is, is it's showing it's showing its age mm-hmm. a little bit. I have to say, I was there a few years ago, and it, it's not as it's not as pristine as it once was. Maybe in the in the 80s yeah, but it's 90s. still
2: San Siro, you know.
0: The 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 myth of it, of course, helps yeah. at the worst of times. Okay, let's quickly talk about Bayern. Where, where I've I've been getting a bit of stick because I always say that Bayern is one of the like best led clubs in the world. I always praise the fact that they're one of the only top European teams who are not in debt. They're they're owned by the fans still. the The leadership has always been great. The transfer policy has always been great. Um, by and large, and I got a bit of shit this week because I, you know, people were like, "Oh, they're failing," and, and you know, spats here and there, and and uh, I'm kind of trying to to defend myself here. And and is is this still a good season for Bayern, or who is 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 Salihamidzic to blame for for this mess, or is it just a blip in form, or where where are Bayern at the moment? Toto, go
1: ahead.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I I think it's a. I'm, I'm not. It's not a bad season. They're still going to win the league, I think. But I still hope for Dortmund. But I think they're still going to win the league. May they they are not going to have the cup and they lose in the quarter final of the Champions League. But it's because it's Bayern and we expect them to maybe go to the semi final or to win the Champions League every year. But still to be in the quarter final, it's still a good one in the Champions League. And they lose against a city side that I think are going to win it. So it's not like they lose against Benfica or a team like that. But obviously, we are waiting a bit more from them. But I'm not worried, worried for them. I still think that next year, they're going to be there and cause damage to every team that are going to play against them. So,
0: yeah, I think even one of the... I'm a
2: Dortmund fan, so... <laughs>
0: I appreciate you. asking. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
2: would, I would love to say that they, are not, that they are not going to be there next year. But I know it's not going to be the
0: case. So. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that Bayern have, have had to face the crit- critics for was was their transfer policies because usually they do really well to sign players that really strengthen them and, and last summer mm-hmm. with Gravenberg with Masrawi with Delict uh, and and in more recent times Daily Blind and and Jan Sommer now, and Money as well and and yeah. apart from Delict who by the way I think has been doing so so great for them he's he's really yeah, reignited his career and gotten back to that Ajax best mm-hmm. that we we saw in when they Get, got to the semi-final they've kind of hit missed the mark on a lot of these names that i just mentioned and and i for one i'm not sure that sally is as good as as maybe he he himself thinks he is from from what he's been saying in, in the media and, and such mm-hmm. let's see let's see where it where it ends up let's move on to the other couple of european competitions should we should we cover united first does anyone does anyone have anything <laughs> to say on on united yeah. Toto, you told me last night that i should be optimistic and i told yeah. you i wasn't optimistic and here we are
2: yeah maybe you want to speak
1: about it because you are you are the united <laughs> and uh, we want to hear the, the pain in your voice okay.
0: yeah well we, we know we we, we know we do this also <laughs> to kind of cleanse yeah, we our went souls, through with you know, Austin, yeah. Austin, yeah. it's
2: really therapeutic.
1: With
2: yeah.
0: Listen, I put money on Sevilla last night because I was <laughs> I was quite sure. I, I made this point in the chat as well. I like any team would struggle with four out of their five best players out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Varane, Lisandro, Bruno, Rashford, that's like the key players in all the lines were either not 100% fit or or suspended or injured or whatever it was and i think most teams would struggle and i mean i mean you know just imagine real madrid without i don't know militao Cross, modric benzema or something or, yeah. or or city without Haaland, de bruyne rodri and I don't know, Edison, whatever it is. Like most teams would would struggle like that. So, so, and I knew also with the history of Sevilla in the cup, with United's history against Sevilla in recent years, I, I just, I wasn't very confident. I think the the long season is starting to show. It's not just those four players. It's it's people like Luke Shaw being out. It's 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 the the just the the sum of things coming together that I that didn't really make me confident that we could get anything from it and Sevilla fresh from from a managerial change really undersold themselves in domestic competition this year they're a good side you know they have some absolute ballers Rakitic was mm-hmm. rolling back the years right last night and and El Naziri we all saw at the World Cup what he's capable of so Ocampos as well Ocampos yeah who was who was a baller even in his Marseille days Back in yeah. league, uh, back in the day, so they have a really good squad, and I just, I it just felt like a game too many, and I also felt like if United do go out, they would have lost it in the first leg after bottling that two 0 lead, and all of that mm-hmm. kind of came into play. It doesn't, however, crack over the fact that United still went out due to two De Gea slash Harry Maguire. Mistakes, you know. I mean, the corner is the corner. You can say what you want, but the, the first and the third goal, that inexcusable, you know. And and those yeah. are players that you you would have hoped would step into the shoes of the ones I mentioned earlier, who would step up. The here who's been at the club since two thousand and eleven now. Um, at uh, 12 Maguire sorry is the captain. no 11 actually and is the captain who you know <laughs> he's played world cup semi-finals he's played european cup finals he he has played big games and he's done mm-hmm. well in them as well and it's it's schoolboy mistakes i mean you know the, i mean i'm sure everyone's seen the first united goal maguire's asking for the ball his body shape is all wrong the Gea shouldn't be playing that pass into him mm-hmm. but then once it goes into him while well, it's a poor pass, Maguire can just open up his body and he's passed three players. It, it, it's just a, a comedy of errors, and and I think that's what I previously said about United. You know, it's it's there's there's still work to be done. There's deadwood to be shifted, yeah. and I don't think, I, I having what I've what I've seen from Eric Ten Hag, I trust that he knows this as well. That he isn't, he's going to be ruthless. He's not going to give them second or third or fourth chances that they might not deserve because it's not the first time for both of them, obviously. And mm-hmm. I think for United, a lot depends on how much money is available. There's obviously a change in yeah. ownership coming up. There's a discussion over whether they can be competitive in the transfer market. And if if they do have the funds available, I could again see a big summer for Eric Ten Hart coming up. If not, I don't think United are going to go anywhere anytime soon.
2: And the fact that Sky Sport, like, two months ago, were talking about the treble for United. I mean, once again, <laughs> any, it... yeah, any but, yeah, football yeah, fan know, with actually. any
0: sense, I would never have think, thought United were in the title race. I, I
2: saw the, the picture on, on Twitter today about the treble for United. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: To, to be honest about United going forward, I, um, I do worry a bit because I see Ten Hag obviously proved himself in the big games that he's a good manager that's for sure. He's a good manager and he plays uh, uh the football he likes to play. I really I really admire it because he's not he's not naive and he says, "Okay, we're going to play possession, high line. In some games we're going to be on the counter, we're going to we're going to defend um maybe a bit deeper." And I think that's that's really good that he adapted himself. What he needs to learn though in my opinion and I said this a couple of times, how to maybe rest players a bit more and we're really seeing the effects of this now the players they don't they seem a bit laggy you could see it yesterday that sevilla had a bit more energy than them and they're just running out of breath and i think ten hag would learn from this and he will take it into next season and he needs to if they can get in the right kind of players i see Man United up there again, to be honest.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean we've we've discussed this resting players issue before and, and I do I do hear you, but then how are you going to rest players if the alternative is to to give play game time to the likes of Harry Maguire, who made such a big mistake last night, and a lot of other players who I thought haven't stepped up yet? You know, Martial was mentioned, Sancho is another yeah. one who's not yeah. playing up to to what we expect from him. So I I hear you, but, but then what yeah. happens if you rest them and then you start losing games? You know.
1: Yeah, but I I disagree with that because I think in the early Carabao Cup rounds there would be such a chance to to rest those players a bit more and you know these minutes they, do you have in your legs they're they're from all of the season so everywhere in the season he just maybe rashford on some in some games just just leave him out or after 60 minutes take him off it's mm-hmm. and if you do this a couple of times it will add up to maybe 200 minutes less and that's already a huge difference you know yeah so i think he will he will learn from that and I, I I'm not really worried for United to be honest.
0: No, I'm not worried either. I think it's it's been a good season overall. I I yeah. think the Sunday is a massive, massive game at Wembley against Brighton. You have yeah. to reach yeah. that final. Almost yeah. almost regardless of whether or not you win the final because I think once you have that final it will kind of give everyone a lift for the rest of the season and you can lose a cup final against Man City. There will be no shame in that yeah. whatsoever. But but you have to reach the final now. And then finish strongly, finish top four, and then you can go again. In,
1: in Brighton are purring at the moment. Man. They are, they yeah. are.
0: But that's that's why it's such a huge game, you know, yeah. because they're on the ropes. United now. Brighton are well rested after a really good win away at Chelsea, and but you have to. You, Brighton might not quite be used to the the size of the game, so you have of the to occasionally. That's to
1: what, I, what I wanted to say, but you say that, but the big players in your team, Varane and for me, Lisandro Martinez, were. So good against Newcastle. They were amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. These are the two players you need in these be- in these games, and you don't have them. Yeah. Yep. So that's yep. why I would slightly edge Brighton.
0: Okay, let's just briefly touch on the other teams in the Europa League who actually progressed because United obviously didn't. We have uh, Juventus facing Sevilla now. Uh, should be a good test for, for that Sevilla side who, bear in mind, have never lost a Europa League from this position. And Mourinho playing against his former player, Xabi Alonso, the coach of yeah. Bayer Leverkusen now, playing AS Rome. Who, I mean, two very evenly matched games, I would say. Leverkusen are in a great spell of form. Mourinho in Europe, always difficult. Juventus seem to now be getting 15 points back in the league. Sevilla in yeah. the Europa League, always dangerous. Who? What's the final here? What do you think, Armand? Who's going through?
1: Um, I love Leverkusen now they play, but I think we will yeah. go through. I think they have with Mourinho. It's a bit cliche, but maybe they have made a bit more the, that uh, experience and the edge to get to get it over the line. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I would say Juventus. They really, yeah, they look really. Okay. They look really solid. Even with the, with the 15 points they got back now, I think yeah. it's going to be a really big boost in the dressing room. And they're, yeah. they're, they're having a really good time at the moment. And
0: it's an all-Italian final for Arman. What, what do you reckon, Toto? Uh,
2: I see Roma going through as well. Even though, as Arman said, I love how Leverkusen are playing and I would be very happy for, for that team with players like Musa, Jabi, Florian Wirtz. But I still see Roma going through. And for the other one, I, I get the point. I think Juventus are a better side than Sevilla. But just because it's Europa League, I want to believe in Sevilla. And yeah, I think it's going to be Sevilla-Roma in the final. All
0: right. And finally, the last four teams in Europe are Fiorentina, West Ham United, AZ Alkmaar of Holland. Don't say it. Don't say it. And even though Arman doesn't want to hear it, we're very proud that the Swiss team, FC Basel, has gone through to what is their second European semi-final after beating Spurs back in 2013 to reach the semi-final where they eventually lost to Chelsea in the Europa League 2013. Yes, Spurs. Spursing it against Swiss opposition. Basel, obviously, <laughs> but really, really doing well to reach a semi-final. It's a huge thing for Swiss football. It's a huge thing for yeah. anyone really who who has an interest in Swiss football. Um, Armin, as yeah. a fan of their rivals, couldn't but give I, two shits.
2: I've got a question for yes. you guys because I don't know how it works now with the Conference League. But the the you know the coefficient, the UEFA coefficient. I think it's really good for us for the Swiss. Yeah. for the Swiss League to have a team in the semi-final of the Conference League. Yes. I don't know how how it goes because it's not the the Europa League and neither the the Champions League. But I think even though we don't really like Basel, I think we have to be to be happy for the Swiss League.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. If I
1: it's, if it's, I say I don't really like Basel, it would be okay. But yeah, it's a bit, we, we it's don't a bit, like Basel. But it's not. It's, no, a, bit likes Basel, it's right. a bit. It's a bit deeper than just I don't like them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's They've deep, ru- it's they deep seated hatred. They've ruined they, his childhood. They ruined
1: my childhood, man.
0: Okay, who do you see go through to the final? I'm assuming it's AC Fiorentina versus West Ham. Any objections with that at all?
1: No, that's my. Yeah. Predict.
0: Yeah, seems to be. The but you
2: point. know what? You know what? Did you? I, I didn't watch the. Imagine
1: boss go to the final. Oh my god. Nah,
2: there was no way. There
1: was no. Oh way. no, please. <laughs>
2: they, they play against <laughs> Fiorentina. Okay. So it will be West ham Atma, But you know what? I think Fiorentina will go through. But they, they, yesterday against Lex Poznan, they, Lex Poznan managed to come back in that game after they, they won 4-1 in the... Yep. I think it's in Poland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fiorentina won the first game 4-1 in Poland. And then Lex Poznan went back to 3-0...
0: Yep, in, it was it was three one with five minutes to go still.
2: Yeah, and they then at the end uh, Fiorentina scored two late goals, but they they, I think they wasn't very sure about that. Like they scary themselves for nothing. Yep, but there's
1: something
0: in there for for FC Basel. Basel. No. Anyways, it's the return yep. game at Basel. Sorry, it is in Basel. Yes, indeed. Oh shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's leave it there for the European fixtures. Just. For now, I want to briefly touch upon tonight's game. Armin, your favorite team, Arsenal, are playing. South oh, Hampton. is it tonight? It, yeah, is tonight? it is tonight. Fuck! 8 I'm PM, on my tube station, TAM, and uh, <laughs> Toto's not going to get home anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, how are you feeling about that? Because it's it's a huge chance for Arsenal to fuck everything up, <laughs> but at the same time, it's no. also a great opponent to just bag an easy win against. How how are you feeling? Yeah
1: yeah i'm feeling I'm feeling quite confident um yeah. I'm not really worried about that game um I think it's important that we um get a bit of our confidence back and just smash them completely just to get in that in that winning feeling in that rhythm again of play just make it i always say when you want to win a championship just make it a habit of playing well. And get that habit back in a way. And just if if you go three 0 up, don't don't take the foot off the gas like against West Ham. Just just keep on playing. Just keep on playing and and smash them would be good for the, yeah. the goal difference as well. And then we go. To, and we go to Manchester at Wednesday. Yeah,
2: but to be honest, I don't think you have to worry about tonight. I
1: think no, to I mean really yeah, it, it, you never know. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah sh- sh- should be should be three points yeah
0: okay let's leave it there then for today we're going to be back on Monday I expect where we'll discuss this game and the FA Cup semi-finals as well as all the rest of the Premier League action and we'll also preview the <laughs> big big clash next Wednesday between Man City and Arsenal in what could be the title deciding match at the Etihad yes Boys, I thank you very much for your participation. I have one question. One oh, question we one have question. one more question before I thank yeah. everyone for the
1: So City City is playing on Sunday, yeah? Yes.
0: No, yes. Saturday, so, I think. Saturday in the semi-final against Sheffield. Is it? Oh
1: uh, there's Saturday. Yes. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, do you think is... Do you think they could get a bit a bit tired no. for the Wednesday no. game? No. I think they could, you know. Because they played with the same, okay, they're probably gonna change up uh, uh, things a little bit against Sheffield. Yeah, maybe. but even
2: if I, even if he puts because they bring the
1: same lineup for all three days at the moment. Yeah,
2: but if, now imagine like they put he puts this lineup. They're going to after yeah. I think they're going to be at less four goals for City. <laughs> and he can change everything. Literally I, I there is no Go Sheffield. With, with the, <laughs> there is no way with the with this lineup, the usual one, they're going to bottle something against Sheffield. For me there was no way they are not going to be four goals up at before half time.
1: I hope they're gonna get battered.
2: No.
0: All right, boys, I'll leave it there. Last words on Man City versus Sheffield. We'll see how it goes. I thank you very much for your participation, boys. As always, I need to stop us from talking too long because we could go on forever. And uh, thank you all to all our three listeners out there. Um, We're looking forward to having you back and getting some more guests on in the future. Uh, Thank you, boys. And see you next time. Ciao for now.
2: See you.